Hey yo, what's popping guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Just Your Ordinary Movie Podcast. Today we are going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new series that premiered on Disney Plus a few weeks ago. Yes, just to give some context, it's a limited six episode series coming to Disney Plus on May the 27th, which has already happened. And it will have six episodes, which is a bit too short for my liking, but again, we'll discuss that later. It follows the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi after Revenge of the Sith, if I'm right. And before A New Hope. So it, it covers a bit of the 19-year gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, which is episode 3 and 4, canonically, in the Star Wars saga. It happens precisely 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith and 9 years prior to the events of uh, A New Hope. So far, there are only 3 episodes that uh, are released. I personally think that it really d- shows on a deeper level... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, what he feels and how insecure he can actually be. Yes, I think it even leans a bit too much into that side of the character, being a bit too dull at times, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for example, episode one. Episode one was not very interesting. For for me, the the only good part of episode one is, uh, does Obi-Wan use the Force for the first time in episode one, or is that episode two? Uh, No, I think it was episode two, yeah, two. Yeah, so uh, I liked it when uh, the guy who plays Uncle Owen, uh, Luke's uncle, by the way, uh, that small kid that Obi-Wan was uh, watching over, that's Luke Skywalker, main character uh, in like the ne- in the original trilogy. Uncle Owen, I think the, the guy, he's, he's a great actor, so basically he appeared as Uncle Owen in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, he did a good job, but it was like very brief. And then he became a famous actor, and now he's returning to the role, which is uh, really nice, I think. Also, uh, when Bail Organa showed up in Leia, at one point you could see C-3PO in the background, which also got me excited. But That, that wasn't C-3PO, though. No, no, it was. There was two droids. One was not C-3PO, one was C-3PO. Oh, okay, I, I might have made a mistake. The one that gets zoomed on, that's not C-3PO. There is one golden one that is C-3PO. I didn't see R2-D2. Eh, it doesn't matter. I, I think they're appearing. Rogue One? I don't know. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into uh, the casting. So, in general, uh, I'm going to start. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably the best part of the not-so-great prequel trilogy i think <laughs> he really delivers a good obi-wan and in this series especially so max the way it works is the next movie the episode four it's actually the first one that was ever filmed so it came out in 1979 and obi-wan was obviously played by another guy his name is alec guinness and uh what ewan mcgregor's done here is fantastic he really like sounds like alec guinness i think the accent and his word delivery is perfect and i also think he's does a good job as obi-wan in general you know one of the reasons is to explain all of this is because i haven't watched the original star wars series and as a non-star wars viewer uh now watching obi-wan and you know i have some uh basic context uh, i didn't really like and enjoy the show this actually makes me lean into the aspect of the show that uh, uh, this show, because I really like it, I think I might have been blinded by hype a bit because I definitely see why Max didn't like it and I do get that, but at the same time, there are things that got me excited. I think he will like it more when he watches episode three. I, he has not done that. It just came out today. I have watched it literally half an hour prior to this recording. Yeah, probably. That's that's what, half of the series, right? Uh... Yes, sadly, How much yes. of the story deepens? 
Uh, well, uh, I think it, it's not, it's not the most, like, story-based show. It's not one of those shows, like, Peacemaker-esque, where you, like, every episode has a very, very important story meaning. It's just, a like, a broken Obi-Wan trying to save Leia in this case, and I, I think what really makes episode three, and spoiler warning, clearly, uh, Hayden Christensen appears as Darth Vader, so that's exciting for two reasons. First, Darth Vader, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Who everyone is crazy for. Second, he's played by the guy who played Anakin in the prequels, Hayden Christensen. Uh, which means that the we have actor. the poss- the same actor. Which means that we can get a lot of good flashback scenes that are filmed now because you have the actor returning. And uh, I think that uh, Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader really made Episode Three what it is. But just the fact that he's there, I think, makes it much better. The story deepening, yes, but I'm kind of wondering what the story will be with such a limited time frame. So what I'm probably guessing is that it will be just like him getting Leia back to Bail Organa. It's kind of a bummer because I wanted more like Tatooine set pieces and more focus on Luke. But maybe we can explore that in a potential second season. I don't know what critical acclaim is getting. I mean, wasn't it limited series, meaning six episodes and that's all? Sadly, but uh, we have had cases of Disney renewing these limited series, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. I think if this fo- episode focuses on Obi-Wan caring for Leia, a second episode focusing on her and on Obi-Wan and Luke would be very good pieces of puzzle in general. Yeah, maybe w- uh, we can see them gro- as grown-ups. Yeah. Well, yeah, or we have maybe seen in their teen- Max, we teenage have seen years. them in grow- grown-ups. Yeah, no, no, I know, but like, I mean, in the another teenagers. series for them. Yeah, Yeah. so that would be very interesting. They do meet in A New Hope, though, so it'd have to be like a separate type thing. Mm, what do you think about the action sequences? I think the action sequences... Well, honestly, hear me out. They're not bad, but... Uh, People watch Star Wars action sequences for lightsaber action. I really like the whole concept of broken Obi-Wan not using a lightsaber, but at the same time, it makes the action sequences kind of dull. And I this is just not the film saga I'll come to if I want people fighting with guns or blasters. There is a bit more lightsaber, actions, uh, lightsaber action in episode 3, and that's really where the heat of Star Wars is at. But it's not as intensive, nearly as perfect as, for example, the Duel of the Fates in episode one where uh, Liam Neeson and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul, the red and black guy with the horns. Yeah, I know who he is. I think that even uh, Obi-Wan killed him, right? After uh, Darth Maul kills the Liam Neeson character. It makes you think he killed him. He slices him in half. And then through some weird connection, he survives and gets robot legs. But that's another story for another day. It's very Star Wars-y. Well, I think that's a very solid point you make. uh, You made about... The lightsaber sequences. People watched it. It actually became popular. One of the reasons is because of the lightsabers. This very new concept of new guns. Well, especially it was. It was. Let me just add. It was very new back in 1979. That was basically unheard of to that point. Now uh, these kind of innovative weapons in sci-fi movies are everywhere. But back then it was a big thing. Still, uh, the action sequences, in my personal opinion, are were awful. Awful. I mean, I only watched the first episode, and in there, I saw Leia running, <laughs> and those two guys following her. I mean, they were acting like monkeys. They couldn't run in a straight line. Stormtroopers? No, not not, not the stormtroopers. Uh, those, the guys who stole Leia. That was very funny. One of them stopped moving and waited a few seconds to chase yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was... 
I mean, that's, very cringy. cringy. That's kind of a running gag through Star Wars. Like, people with no immense power are very weak. For example, the Stormtroopers, they cannot hit a single shot. They cannot run in a straight line. They're just, like, so weird. By mentioning Stormtroopers, there was this uh, scene at the very beginning of the show of uh, a couple of kids having a training. What, what, what was that? Ah, that's very important that you ask. Yeah, it was very out of concept in the having, first Having watched some form of a recap of Revenge of the Sith, I assume you're familiar with Order 66. No, can you explain? Yes, so uh, Palpatine, big bad guy who gets deformed and turns into the Emperor. Actually, probably only person to be alive through all the nine movies when I think about it. Uh, so, uh, in, in episode two, the way he plans to get his grip on the world is this guy, Jango Fett, the father of Boba Fett, he clones him into hundreds of thousands of clones and armors him and they become the clone troopers. They become very close allies with the Jedi, uh, but he, what they don't know is they have chips in their brains, which, uh, when he has, executes Order 66, it's, it's more like a execute order 66 so yeah when he does that uh they turn on their masters and start killing younglings jedi that's how the empire regains control because in episode one it's a it's a peaceful age the jedi are in control uh but by a new hope the jedi are basically extinct you can hear obi-wan saying that that's why he's hiding that's why he's doing what he is yeah 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 so uh after order 66 uh the clone troopers started killing the kids so that's what that sequence was. It was Order 66 from a point of view of those younglings. But what I actually think, and many people think, uh, one of the black kids who was in that sequence, do you remember her? Yeah. Was it a girl or a guy? It was a girl. People are actually saying that that's Reva, the third sister, the uh, main antagonist, which makes sense because the way uh, Jedi Inquisitors are, or Sith Inquisitors actually, are recruited is they just take force sensitive people and a lot of them are former jedi so what i think happened there is she was taken by the sith then and brainwashed into being evil probably that's that would be really interesting that's a very popular uh fan theory and it's a right story now. story to it's a great story i mean it's uh, one of the more strong points so basically uh just so you know about the prequels is critical critical claim no one really liked the first two especially the second one was pretty cringy uh revenge of the sith gets generally praised for being a good movie revenge of the sith yeah i think it's uh star wars most famous movie no uh well i don't know it's if it's the most famous but uh i say i'd say that the original trilogy are definitely the best out of all of those movies i have to watch them uh, it's a must watch in my list we can do it tomorrow uh, we can do it together sometime there'll be a lot of fun yeah sure sure we can make it actually you know what you can join our discord server and we can have a movie night that'd be cool but i prefer like doing it in person or something yeah yeah we, we too can be in person they, they'll watch it w what do you think about the costume design because uh when i first saw the inquisitors inquisitors costumes and the third sister and the other guy i i don't remember his name they were awful costumes. That's kind of a given because these are not new characters. They haven't appeared in comics, anime shows, and so on. They can't really choose the design except like... No, I don't mean the design. I mean the, the costume itself. They, it, it, look, it looked like um, a, a kid would wear this costume on Halloween. I think I think the third sister's costume looks fine. Uh, the Asian guy looks fine. The Grand Inquisitor is extremely ugly though. Extremely. I don't like the way he looks. It's strange. I mean... Uh, what's the, what's 
what's the budget for the show? It's uh, very high. It's uh, but I think most of it was spent on paying the actors, like getting uh, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. That's pretty serious. So uh, something else that I want to note, costume design wise, I really like uh, Obi Wan's clothes. They're like the perfect mix of Alec Guinness's clothes and his original clothes. I, I really liked him. They really had the impression of him being an ordinary guy. Yeah, old Ben Kenobi, that's what he's known as. And he works uh, at a meat factory, right? Uh, it's not a meat factory, it's a plant. So basically this is one of those space whales that crash into the planet, so they're just chopping up the entire whale's meat. It's more like a temporary gig. I mean, it is going to take yeah. a couple months, but it's a temporary thing, definitely. Which and uh, he steals, he steals meat. Yeah, but, but that shows, that talks about how he's doing part-time things, so he can't find a current, uh, a, like a full-time occupation, which just shows that he's out of place and symbolizes much deeper meanings, I think. You know... Something else that is strange, at least for me, someone who hasn't watched all of the movies, is that there weren't any cameos, or at least in episode one. Uh, I think Leia. No, nobody knew that Leia was going to appear. Nobody. Nobody. Yes, it was an absolute surprise. Well, uh, was it revealed that Luke Skywalker will appear? Yes, it was revealed in the trailer. They showed a shot of him. Yeah, she was his sister. I mean, isn't it obvious? <laughs> uh, no, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they get separated, so they don't know that... So first, they don't know that the other one exists. Second, when they do meet, they don't know that they're brother and sister. They actually have a very cringy kiss before they find it out. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so uh, it's not a given uh, because Obi-Wan stays on Tatooine. Uh, we actually have no information of him ever being on Alderaan and helping Bail Organa and Leia, which was a... That was a surprise. C-3PO was definitely a cameo. Uh, I think that's everything. I liked Uncle Owen's even obvious cameo. What about any famous actors? I didn't find any. Star Wars doesn't really do that kind of stuff. It's a very in-lore thing. Mm, so, overall, what rating... Uh, how would you rate the movie? The show. The show, yeah. Limited series. Being extremely biased by my love for Star Wars, I would rate it a 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Yes, I very much liked it. That's, you know, I wouldn't give it that that much. Uh, for me, I watched only the pilot and it sucked. You know, It's not, it's it not a pilot, it's a limited series, it's just episode 1. Okay, episode 1. It turned me off so, so bad that I, I didn't even want to continue. You should. Yeah, but um, so far, only from episode 1, I would give it 4 of 10. 4 out of 10. Well, the first episode is definitely the dullest one. There's no point in hiding that. Uh, and let me just tell you why I love it so much. It's the first thing we've had since the prequels, so Revenge of the Sith in 05, that actually feels like... It feels like a movie. It's very cinematic. You, you feel that, right? Yeah. But it's not like Dune, also. It's not like Dune, no. Actually... Please do me a favor, don't spoil Dune, I'm reading the book right now, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, sure, sure. But I, I just want to say something. Uh, in Dune, uh, there's the movie, there's almost no dialogue. I mean, there are mostly shots of the scene. Because uh, this movie is the first half of the first book. It's split into two parts. And so, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, it wasn't like this. Uh, there wasn't almost any dialogue, but there wasn't any cinematic scenery. Well, I think that that just speaks into the lonely nature and the exile of the character. Uh, the reasons I loved it is because it's the first real thing we've had that people have wanted and have received. The sequels were just some kind of shit show 
trying to introduce us to new characters that will quote-unquote love, which didn't happen. All we really want is to focus on these characters, Obi-Wan, and so on. Right now, I think what Lucasfilm is doing, or Disney, by filling in that large major gap with live-action stuff is probably what they should have done from the start. Well, I can't speak on that topic since I haven't watched the movies, but that seems like the most rational and logical. Maybe they just waited because they didn't want to run out of ideas and uh, enter the franchise so early. Well, George Lucas actually didn't want to continue it, I think. He, he just sold to Disney. Yeah, but Disney wants money. Disney wants money. That that's a very accurate. <laughs> you know, we can ha- we can have Marvel as an example. The new Disney movies, even. I mean, they're awful. Oh, you mean the live action reboots? Ugh. Not only the the live actions. I mean, the the new animated series and Canto. I mean, w- what was that? It is nothing compared to the old good old Disney movies. It really is, and it just makes you sad. Oh, I saw this one called Luca. It really sucked. Luca. Was it bad? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Although, I will admit, I saw a movie with my little sister turning red. I enjoyed that one. Did you watch Jungle Cruise? (laughs) Oh, The Rock one? Yeah, Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. (laughs) It was, like, laughably bad. They even hinted that one of the guys is gay. But (laughs) I I think that was the the whole point of the movie. Oh, my God. Thank you. Speaking of gay stuff, yeah, Stranger Things stuff. Not that I've watched it, but I've heard about gay stuff in it. When uh, no, there isn't. Only one of the girls is lesbian, but there aren't any scenes I, where she's with a girl. I thought that uh, these two guys, uh, Noah Schnapp and Finn Wolfhard, the actors, I I I thought they were gay. You know, in the in season four, they had those moments when they were alone. And you know, uh, without spoiling anything. I personally believe that Will wants to give Mike a painting, but it was so awkward I thought they were gonna kiss the whole time. I mean, please don't make the two best friends of the show kiss. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, be, that'll be just like a diversity slash uh, thing. Well, speaking of the sequels, I think that that's prime example of how to not do a sequel. You know it's a prime example of how to do a sequel? Which which movie are you talking about? The Star Wars sequels. Uh, you, the, I think the perfect sequel exists now. And it's Top Gun Maverick. I know we haven't seen it, so I won't spoil it, but it's just perfect. Talking of Top Gun Maverick, uh, we will wrap this episode. And in the next episode, we will talk about it. Uh, That will come about a week later than this one. Yeah, we still don't know if it's going to be a full episode or a short one, because I personally have a lot of schoolwork and stuff, but we'll see if there's stuff to talk about. Because there is generally like Stranger Things and so on, because... Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we, we prefer to talk about Stranger Things uh, once the whole season comes out. Yes, we think that would be the better thing, because what if the first one is fine? I don't know again, I haven't seen it. And then the second part sucks ass. I don't know. Oh, well, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best one, but it wasn't also the worst one. Anyways, that's not the topic of Yeah. So, thank you for watching Just Your Ordinary Movie Podcast. Eat a lot of food and drink a lot of water. Bye.